I'm as you, as you can see, I'm sitting in my car. This, is, this right now is my safe place. <laughs> Um, the, 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 my internet isn't so too great out here, so I'm using the phone to connect to the internet. It's my first time trying it, so I oh, guess nice. it is working. It's working like a charm. I can hear you really clearly. <laughs> so. good, the audio good. sounds quite good from here, to be honest. Actually. So the the audio inside the car can is really good because you get no echo. It's all being you know, it's all being sucked up by the you know the linings in the car. So it's, yeah, 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 it's sounding good, bro. Oh, I might try that myself next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does work very well. Hello, and welcome to the Full Stop Podcast, a childish community podcast with Michael Hughes, Berenice Smith, and me, Sarah Lawrence. If you're new to this podcast, we're here to delve beneath the surface of the childish identity to cover what's going on in the wider community and to look at the topics that really affect us. Our goal is to help and support those of you out in the community by sharing the stories and the voices that make up our narrative so that you too can begin to find yours. We also aim to inform and educate those who aren't members of our community so that they can begin to understand and support those people in their lives who are facing a life without children. In this episode, we were lucky enough to be joined by Ken Fenton and Lisa Ann Kassane who are both members of the Childers community, but who are also step-parents. If you're a long-term listener, you might very well recognise both of their voices from previous episodes. Lisa from episode 23, Making Connections, and Ken from episode 14, Clan of Brothers. It was great to have them both back on, talking about something that many of us really don't know enough about. As Lisa says in this episode, they span the two communities, parents and non-parents, but this can cause problems in and of itself. This is a really informative episode that helps us learn more about how tough it can be caring for other people's children while not being able to have our own. Today, I'm to talk about step parenting because it's been asked a lot. Actually, this is quite a a subject that we've been asked to talk about quite often. Um, It affects quite a lot of people in our community but somehow doesn't get talked about a great deal and certainly hasn't been on the podcast before the full stop has not done this before so this is a bit of a new area for us and we're very much kind of led by where you'd like us to take the conversation and we're interested to hear about it because I think from my side I think there's that kind of quite a few myths I think that need to be busted there's the whole kind of obviously all that stuff in fairy tales aren't there about childlessness and wicked step parents it's perennial thing isn't it in the group brothers um and also the idea that if you're a step parent you've kind of got a family and that also I'm sure is as well and I'm just wondering um if you'd like to kind of take it away Lisa I know you're not feeling 100% with tonsillitis so speak as little and as much as you want to um, and take good care of your voice. (laughs) Thank you yeah it's I I just really wanted to be here because it is something that's really close to my heart Um, and as you say that there's this whole spectrum of of what being a step parent as a childless person means. I personally became a step parent when the children were seven and ten. Um, that was ten years ago. They're now sort of going into adulthood. But then there's lots of people who become step parents later on or earlier on. So it it varies so so much. Um, and yeah, I think what we're saying about the um, the evil stepmother tropes it's just rife. Um, and it's almost like I fall into I fall into the gaps because I'm not quite childless because I do have these children that are in my life um, and that I sort of have a parental sort of relationship with. But then I very much don't have children and I'm very much not the parent. Um, So I find it difficult and I have found it difficult a lot to know where my place is in childlessness, in parenting, in the world, really. Um, And it's just one of those things that, yeah, I I still don't think I've quite found that place. But um, the childless community is certainly one of the most accepting. It's certainly more accepting to me than the parenting community. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I suppose that's a little bit of uh, an intro for me. I'm going to rest my voice and let Ken talk now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I, I, I've been a step-parent now for, for 38 years. Uh, uh, when, I, when I married my wife, her, her kids were already grown and out of the house. 
so it wasn't like dealing with with little kids or anything like that um and uh but it's it's a it's a different thing i i mean i i know everybody knows that the you know what it's like not to have your own kids you know you you just from uh, everything going on at work and and what you see every day but it, it's like you, you also have it at home every every day you you even though they're not living there there's her kids are coming over say and 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 you see the smile on her face when they walk in the door and 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 you and you know hi hon and uh all all the uh, all the different things come not not only what you see every day it's what you, you know but when you come home when you almost feel like you'll be in that safe area where you can get a break from some of that stuff it don't stop you know because they, they're coming over they call on the phone and 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 you see the the and and hear the the the, the happy tone and in, in my wife's voice when when they talk to him and all and and you know you know it's it's another just another reminder that that you'll never have that you know you'll never feel that 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 joy of seeing someone that wells part of you actually you know in a way of of of, of course i i know the, the the two big holidays during the year the mother and father's day is difficult for everybody uh, but it, it you also have that added thing like on on those days say mother's day they her kids come over she has two that come over the house and uh you know bring a gift and whatever flowers and things and and of course the conversation usually always gets into when, when they were young something they did or 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 uh uh you know silly things they did annoying things they did uh and and the other thing is each of her kids have kids have two so it, then then it branches out into into that and and I, I i sometimes just feel like i'm sitting there like like the biggest fool you know at times like i don't know what to say i'm just a i'm just an innocent bystander that doesn't have any input no nothing to say nothing to add to the conversation uh so it's, it's lonely that's well i know it is for everybody in in, in our situation but uh yeah you you feel very left out and and not part of the the, the whole thing again you know in in another in another instance another way can i think what you said about um being a grandparent or having grandchildren um is really interesting because my stepson who's 20 um his girlfriend is now pregnant they're expecting their first child and it was I felt so honoured that they told me and they they were really, really sensitive about it. They knew my struggles and they came to me and said, mm -hmm. um, we, we're going to have a baby. And, and I was I was so thrilled for them. But underneath that, I was absolutely heartbroken all over again because <laughs> when yeah. my husband, um, so I got, actually got told before my husband, um, which was probably a bit naughty, but he came home and then they told him and his face just lit up and I have never seen him so happy and it brought it all back how I would never make him look like that how that would never be a result of anything I could say to him um and so I had to swallow all of the hurt and all of the pain and I had to be yeah, yeah. happy for for them and I am happy for them and, right. and I always feel like you need to qualify that don't you because of course I'm happy right. but also Oh my yes. God, it's heartbreaking. And and I've got that coming now. In a few months' time, there's going to be a little baby around. And I just know that it's going to bring it all up. And yes, I might be a grandparent, but I'm not the grandparent. I'm not I'm not the one that can tell them about who their ancestors are or or any of those kind of things. So it's just another another step, another barrier, I suppose, um, that gets put in that that just reminds me, like you say, that I'm just an outsider really. Yeah, yeah, I, I I know I've I, I felt the same exact thing. Um, it's it, <laughs> I just well okay, like you said, an, an, another one coming. Yeah, well, I just found out there's another one coming due uh, the end of this year. I think around August or something like that. In the family, her her daughter was over, uh, uh, telling her that. Let's see who it is. Her her son's husband is going to have their second the first one i had mentioned in our community with michael there was it was uh, uh the first one went went through some terrible traumas in the hospital and i asked the men's community to to pray for him and and it was a very awkward thing you know 
asking a, a childless community to pray for a, a newborn. And I, I went to Michael first, being the admin, and asked him if it would be okay for me to post this. And, and he said, sure, absolutely. And uh, I did. And I, I, got, uh, I got surprisingly good results. So I was surprised by how many people. I, I, I said, even if you just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to remember the exact way I worded it. Even if you just, you know, give the, the post a thumbs up or something, I know you're, you're you know, thinking. Uh, that was a tough thing. That was tough for me. Uh, I know it was tough for the parents and all, but but uh, back to my point is, I found out that they're going to have their second this year, and uh, you know it's all. Uh, I even said to my wife because I said I'm 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 happy for them. They're a young couple. They, I am. I I, I, I but you know it, it it can be heartbreaking at the same time. Uh, I grew up. Not grew up. I since I've been married to my wife. Like I said, both both her, she has a son and daughter. They both had gotten married. They both had two. <laughs> now one of them is having, is married and having, you know, it's, it's, you see this whole, it's like, I can see my wife's, her, her what would you call it, legacy is, is, is grow every year. It's, it's multiplying. It's getting bigger and bigger. And mine's, mine's like nothing blank. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's it's hard to deal with sometimes. You you, know, you see it in a, in a daily thing living living with a person. How theirs is just constantly growing and and well, could be no end to it. It just could go on for years and years. You know the, the and and mine and ends with me. I guess pretty much. Hey, um, uh, I just can. I want to thank you for what you just said because, well, pre just earlier because um. It it's it really hit home to me, um, like Mother's Days and things like that. And Vicky and I can bunker down in the house and we can just shut the 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 world out. And just listening to you, you say, "I'm getting it at home too." Uh, now I know there's no malice in that. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, but mm -hmm. but yeah, there's no. I, I've ne I never really thought about it until you said it that there's there's no relief wow no it's yeah it, it i mean it, i know this isn't an everyday thing but it's it's some i i sometimes i go off and go on a computer i i, I i'm into aviation and flight simulations and sometimes like i i use that to to distract my my mind and you know because yeah it it it's it's a never ending thing. Sometimes you think you, you leave you, you leave work, you're going home. You're like, I can go home and just get a break from all this, but you know mm. you don't. <laughs> yeah, Definitely um, never thought of that before. No, That's I haven't. Absolutely, something that I had never appreciated before. That when I go home, that there is an equal level of, you know. There's different levels of obviously pain. I think mine's more than my husband's, and I think sometimes we find that I think in communities anyway. But it's the same, isn't it? I mean, we're talking to to um our guests about being single and going home to an empty house. You sort of realise sometimes some of those privileges that 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 we have going home to somebody and being able, as you say, Michael, to just hunker down and keep the world out. But actually. If that mm -hmm. world is within your homes and it breaches the walls, that's that's really tricky because the, the level of of, of of grief is is different, isn't it? There's a there's a difference in those feelings because of of the difference in the circumstances. I hadn't realised. Thank you for sharing that. That's completely different. Yeah, your home's supposed to be a safe place, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. That's something I've struggled with a lot over the years um, because both of my stepchildren at one point or another have lived with us. Um, they have quite difficult relationship with their mum. I won't get into that and I won't get into to that relationship because that's their story, not mine. But so for an ex example today, I knew that I was coming onto this podcast um, about half past 10. My husband gets a text from his step uh, from my stepdaughter saying, oh, dad, can you come and pick me up? Um, 
and I just my stomach just dropped and I thought I can't have her here while I'm doing this this is she can't be in the house while I'm talking about her in this way it's not fair um and it just it always comes down to logistics so then husband had to you know he's poorly as well so he had to then go and pick her up from a friend's house take her to a different friend's house just so that she wouldn't be subjected to this kind of um chat because she's only 17 she doesn't need this on top of all of her own teenage stuff that she's got going on but yeah the the whole thing about home being a safe place I've never felt that home is a safe place because there's always been if not the, the reality than the potential for the children to just turn up and often um right. particularly when they were younger not in a nice way it, more in a there have been so many occasions that it makes me so sad that the children have turned up here with black bags because their mum has kicked them out and we take them in and we we care for them and we do everything we can and I go to bed at night crying because I would never do that as a mother. I couldn't ever do mm. that as a mother. And and yet we just have to pick up the pieces every time. It's, yeah, it's, yeah it can be yeah. impossible. It makes those stories as well, that popular myth, doesn't it? Really, really, really hurt. Mm -hmm. so, you know, if we think as childless people, we get, God, you know, every fairy story, doesn't it, has the childless person in it. And, and even actually, no, actually, I'm saying fairy stories, but actually even in popular culture now, um, there is that whole kind of thing going on. You kind of think, oh, yeah, yeah, we know who's going to be the villain here because it's always going to be the, you know, invariably the childless man or the childless woman. But actually then throughout history as well to to be judged as being wicked I think that's kind of the thing when I look back I was looking last night about it just in picture and things like that as you say it's a constant kind of thing and those myths yeah. they, they they hang about don't they they haunt us it kind of like becomes this blueprint for society anything oh come on really and then you've got the other side of it so there's a lot um I see a lot on social media of uh, families particularly in the US I think but blended families where you've got you know that they're, they're all watching a football game or something and they've got matching t-shirts and it says bio mum and step mum and dad and stepdad and it's just like that's so unrealistic but on the other end of unrealistic I can't even be in the same room as their bio mum let alone you know wear matching jerseys it's insane so that the expectations at each end of the spectrum just don't fit reality in, in my experience at all yeah, we we we've done some. There've been some occasions where we had to be together with uh, her ex, and 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 God, were they awkward? Uh, yeah, uh, it, 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 that 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 was with some. Well, they had a pretty. Uh, it, it wasn't a good divorce that they went through. To, so she was she was never looking forward to being in the same room with him either. But uh, yeah, the. I don't know. It's you, you're looking at this guy and saying, "Well, you, you got what I never was able to." You know. Uh, yeah, and you don't deserve it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. From from what she says, how he treated her now, <laughs> uh, and then of course, if he remarried, and then he had some children with his second wife, and you know, it's 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 like, oh, come on, give me a break, God. Yeah, I had that too. The ex-wife, um, actually right in the middle of when we were trying to have a baby, um, took great pleasure in telling us that she was pregnant um, mm -hmm. and sent me just absolutely spiralling. It was awful. That child is now six years old um, and I still feel the unfairness of it. I still feel like I've spent my life working with kids. I was a social worker. I worked in schools. I would have been a great mum. And that woman, she just gets to procreate with wild abandon you know with, with no consideration of what that life is going to be like for that child um there's a lot of anger there you might recognize <laughs> I, I was, I was going to say lisa that um vicky and i often have a conversation she gets very well back angry but she gets very very angry about seeing you know children being neglected and i don't have to explain that to to us here about how that makes us feel but I, I'm thinking about your situation in that 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 must be an absolute minefield. And and for us, of course, we can be detached from that because it, it we can see it in on the television. But there's a certain distance away from that. But for you, 
living it, man, that must be tough. Yeah, it's it's been very tough, um, particularly when they were younger and, you know, they couldn't really think for themselves. They couldn't make the decisions for themselves about what they wanted. But then just to put a positive spin on it, I suppose for these children in particular, I feel like we have had a little bit of an influence. Um, they've come to us now as adults. And in fact, my stepson is seeing a therapist um, who's sort of helped him understand that his mum's a narcissist and he sees some of the behaviours that were problematic in his childhood. And I think having us there as the other side of the coin maybe helped him in a way that might not have been the case had, um, I don't want to give myself too much credit but you know I was a social worker I kind of had all the, the theoretical stuff so I was able to help my husband see it and understand it and now that my stepson is older we have really frank conversations about it and and um, I feel grateful that I was able to be in his life in that way because otherwise yeah who knows what what might have happened if he'd have only had that one parent that was influencing him mm-hmm. I was, I was gonna yeah, ask I'm kind of had the... oh sorry <laughs> I, I was wondering if I could take you both back to a comment early on where you said, Lisa, you found that there's been more acceptance from the childless community as opposed to those that community that are parents. I was, I was wondering if we could sort of, I'm, I'm very aware that you're both sort of caretaking for other people's children. And, you know, you mentioned that legacy, Ken. What is it, do you feel, about the community that has kind of been more accepting? Because obviously you, you, you're, you're triggered, we're triggered, aren't we, by, by the word parents and seeing other people have that legacy. How is that for you? Because it kind of feels like you've got a foot in both camps, but very much you've been told, actually, no, you perhaps you don't have a foot in this camp. Yeah, I, I didn't spend too long trying to be involved in the parenting community it was more to do with like I suppose when they were children and I had to do things like understand their homework stuff like that mm. um but it, it, it was just absolute pure rejection I, I wasn't a parent I'd never given birth I'd never raised a child from baby so therefore I had absolutely no say and any any kind of attempt I made to be part of that world was completely shut down um whereas with the childless community I think we all have or most of us have somewhere in the family, um, aunts, uncles, cousins, somewhere that there's a child that we care about that isn't ours. And I suppose that that understanding um, is what makes the childless community so accepting of it. Because I, I often think of my relationship with the kids as I'm more like an aunt than anything else. Um, I'm not someone who uh, who has a parental. I don't discipline them. I think that might be something that um, sets it apart. I, I've never been one to discipline, unless it's like in the moment they were about to put their hand into a fire or something like that. I would never get involved in that. Um, so I see it as more of a, an auntie or a relationship like that. And the childless community, we I think most of us have someone that we recognise that relationship in. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, a, uh, it, I don't know. Yeah, it, <laughs> one one thing I thought that comes up. Uh, well, I, I know, like as a step parent, of course, I have no no rights or anything over over them. Uh, uh, you know, no, I'm 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 an outsider. I'm 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 their mom's husband. You know, that's it. And uh, uh, one one thing I. I, I I've I've made some kind of journals of my thoughts, feelings, and things. And one thing I've written in there just about a month or so ago is, I hate being called Ken. And it's I and in there I said not not by my friends and not by my my coworkers, but by like her her son and daughter. You know, like the, one of them comes in the door and say, "Hi, mom. Hi, Ken." You know that <laughs> that it, that's it's another stabbing in the heart kind of thing, you know, something that, that, yeah, no, you're not my kid. <laughs> no. And, uh, it, it, yeah, it, it, it hurts every time, you know, you, you're called by your name and not called dad or, or, you know, it, it, it's, uh, more reminders. <laughs> I feel that on, um, on particularly mother's day, uh, I, I sometimes get little cards or little gifts from the kids. Um, but the card will always say, to someone who's like a parent or to someone who's very special the card will never say mum um and particularly when they were younger I always questioned whether they were doing it because they wanted to or because my husband had told them to um so it never yeah. really felt 
very authentic um now more so because they're adults and they're making the choice and it's very sweet um but yeah it's it there's always a caveat it's never just mum it's stepmum or like a mum or mm-hmm. one of those things yeah i i had actually her her son um uh did give me a card uh like was from for my birthday and and it said it said happy birthday dad and which you know i thanked him for and i thanked you know i i said Later on, I had said to his mother, I, I said, yeah, it's very, it's nice. It's sweet. He's, I, I think he's trying. He's trying. But it, I said, that's one thing he will never, he, he'll be able to write it down, but he will never be able to say that to me. Hi, Dad. It's different writing something down and then actually voicing it to someone. And I said that to her. I said, he'll, I, I guarantee he'll never be able to say that. Ken, out of interest, what do the, what do the children's children call you? Do they also call you Ken? Uh no, they they call me grandpa. That's nice. Uh, yeah, and at times when I'm when I've been upset, my wife has said to me, she said, "You will always be their grandpa." Mm-hmm. You know, she she my wife has uh, tries sometimes she has her ups and downs too. Some she at times she really tries to help me to understand, and then there's other times where she, she doesn't want to hear it. Literally, she, you know, she even said that to me once. She says, "I don't want to hear it." You know, and. Uh, so it, it it it's it's a roller coaster sometimes, you know, trying to, you know, it's not like I do I have a bad day where someone at work says something that bothered me. I I can go home and sit on the couch and talk to my wife about it. You know, it's not like that. That's like it's like know. annual that's required, isn't there, for like the for the for the children involved in this because it's must be hellishly complicated for them, but also. Yeah. I, I guess for your partners as well, because that must be quite complicated for them too. They've got this kind of, I guess, role somewhere in all of this where they're having to navigate themselves, their children. There's a relationship with, with you too. They're in a in a very strange place as well. That that must be very difficult and trying for, for, for all of you in, in, in that circumstance. And if there is a complication with the the parent, the, the biological parent of the stepchildren, that too, you know, I've, I've certainly seen it in, in my family um, without revealing too much. I've, I've been aware of that difficulty and the differences between my upbringing with two parents, um, two biological parents, and then actually others in my family where there has been a divorce and a step-parent has come in, you're kind of just aware of it. You you kind of forget it on the surface level, day to day, but occasionally mm. there'll be a blip somewhere. You might go out somewhere and there'll be something that might happen and you think, oh, yeah, my, my step-aunt, though I call her aunt, she's aunt, is mm. kind of having to navigate. You can see her navigating that boundary because something's been crossed in, in company or at some kind of event or do. And that must be incredibly complex for, for, for all of you living under one roof in that circumstance, because the scales that we take for granted, I take for, I, I can confess I've taken for granted, are actually slightly off kilter for you all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even sometimes like her her daughter will come over or, and uh, well, this is only about two weeks ago. She came over and uh, and she was sitting on the couch showing showing her mother some pictures of of her grandson, which is of course my wife's great grandson. And uh, this is yeah, um, and uh, that just really made me feel like left out. I I just came home from work. She was sitting on the couch showing pictures to my wife and videos and. I come in, I do not my normal routine. I put my bag inside that I take to work with my lunch and stuff, and I make a cup of coffee. Uh, and there's like a five minute span. And then I go, I go walking into the living room with my coffee in my hand. And then all of a sudden, her, her daughter saying, uh, Okay, uh, I'll see you guys later. I love you, mom. Take care. See, see you, Ken. And I just like stood there, just to, just walking into the living room, like, What happened here? What? And you know, it was like didn't didn't wasn't gonna sit and include me in any of this. Now, 
at, at times I'm not even sure if I want to be. I, I'm, I'm on that fence where yeah, I'm happy for them. They have uh, she has a, a grandchild now, um, but I, that, that that made me feel really left out um, of this whole thing. I'm as you, as you can see, I'm sitting in my car. This, is, this right now is my safe place. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, um, the, 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 my internet isn't so too great out here. So I'm using the phone to connect to the internet. It's my first time trying it. So I oh, guess no. it is working. It's working like a charm. I can hear you really clearly. <laughs> so. yeah, the audio good. sounds quite good from here, to be honest. <laughs> so the, the audio inside the car can is really good because you get no echo. It's all being, you know, it's all being sucked up by the, you know, the linings in the car. So it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's sounding good, bro. Oh, I might try that myself next time. <laughs> yeah, it does work very well. There have been many times where I've gotten in the car because, as you say, that the house is sometimes just not a safe place. So I get in the car and I just go and sit somewhere. Um, and, yeah, yeah. That, that can be quite um, relaxing when the house is less than. <laughs> it's so feeling yes. as well. It's, I want to just ask, because if we, with the podcast, we get listened to by obviously the childless community at large but also occasionally actually very frequently by people who are parents what because it, it sounds to me like there's clearly some pockets here of exclusion within parenting communities and also probably in the childless community too that we are perhaps as universally accepting as perhaps we might think that we are what can we do that's What's the message? What can we all do to help and provide support for you? What can we do better as a community if you're talking, say, to the childless community, but also maybe perhaps parenting communities too? If there was a parent listening who was thinking, hmm, okay, yeah, this could be perhaps my friend. What can we all do to make things better for you and to be more inclusive? Hmm. That's a big question. Sorry, blambering that one, aren't I? Yeah, what can we make better for you? What's the ideal scenario? How can we welcome you more to this space? Because it feels like it's been how many episodes of the podcast, Michael, have we done? Um, I think this is 48, 49. Something like that. But we haven't talked about this, and we really should have done. This is a real blind spot on our part. You know, yes, there's lots of topics to talk about, but actually step parenting is a big one, and we could have done this earlier too. It's massive. And clearly there's an awful lot of emotions here that we're not we I'm just sitting there going, Oh my god, my god, oh god, you know, I'm learning so much from the time that we're spending together. I'm sure that other listeners are as well, as we do with all of our guests. But what can we do better? I'm wondering whether the the terminology of step parent um, is slightly exclusive because as soon as you have that word parent, there's an expectation and there's a there's a, a kind of assumption that I'm doing a parenting job. But I've never felt that. I've never okay. Yeah, sometimes I used to take the kids to school or um, I would comfort them and they were crying, but. I would do that for a nephew or a niece or a friend's child in exactly the same way. And just because I'm married to their dad doesn't make me their parent. Um, I'm very aware of that. I'm constantly aware of that. And particularly when we talk about, um, I know in the childless community, it's a a big topic of what happens when we're older. Um, And I might say something like that to my husband and he'll say, well, the kids will look after you. And I say, well, they, they don't have any you know that that's not on them at all they've got enough parents to look after I don't come under that maybe if I'm very lucky they will um but I could say the same about my nephew in in exactly the same way so I suppose for me just the assumption that I am in a parenting role um is quite hurtful because I'm not yeah ah what what I don't know. Like you know, say, what, what, what could be done? What, what could people do or say, or in the communities or outside to help? I, I don't know. I don't know. The, the childless communities that I belong to, I belong to three, and uh, you know, they're, they're all amazing people. They, 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 they give support. You know, when needed, they're, they're there. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. It also is very different depending on, I think, the age that you come into the child's life. Because um, as you say, Ken, you they were adults already. Um, for me, they were sort of primary age children. 
I've got friends who have come into children's lives where they've been very small babies and that distinction will define your relationship with them because younger children obviously need a lot more support and um, they need more from you whereas adults not so much so just within step parenting and I know I've already poo-pooed that terminology but just within that the the range is so huge again um it's a minefield isn't it (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, like like yeah like her her kids yes they were both grown they were living out on their own Uh, I've been to both their marriages when they both got married uh I've all four of her grandchildren each had two I've been there with their their birds and growing up and everything, and now one great grandchild and then a second one on the way. Uh, yeah, I've been through there with all that, and that's that's that. One of the, I guess, one of the hardest things too was was many years ago after her daughter got married and she was pregnant with her first, uh, which is a little story with that too. Uh, just seeing her you know, when she was pregnant and thinking I'll never see her, her, my wife like that, her mother, you know, in that supposedly most beautiful time of a woman's life I've heard it put as. Um, and one one thing her, her, her daughter said after she got married before she was pregnant, a couple of months she was married, uh, she was, came over to the house very upset one day. And, and I think I might have mentioned this on with, on the men's community that she very upset she was crying she said she said mom what's wrong with me she says why aren't i getting pregnant and the third thing what will people think and when when she said that i said wow (laughs) what will people think it it is a big social thing of what people say what people think that's how your life is judged by by you know if you have kids how many you have seems to make a, a difference sometimes in your status level of society in a way uh yeah the, i don't know i'm really struck by how you uh ken lisa you're kind of you've been a big part of this family unit's life you know you've seen these big landmarks you've been there when things have gone completely pear-shaped with the Mm-hmm. biological parents but there's still this sense that you're not you're not in it you're sort of sitting on the 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 edge looking in watching this this almost like this movie play out right yes yeah. when when i mean i'm 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 sitting here sort of a bit gobsmacked it's like well when when do you become become part of the family unit given that you've both had such a huge part of it if that makes sense you've you sat by and watched all of this happen and been part of it 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 when, when do you get to be part of that that unit for me there's there's quite a bittersweet um element to that because I often feel the most connected with my stepchildren when they fall out with their biological mum um my stepson in particular has had a very rocky relationship with her um and there are sort of pockets of time where they'll fall out for a few months and we'll see him regularly or come around sort of almost every day sometimes. Um, And I feel incredibly close to him. I feel very connected. Um, As I said before, I was actually the first one to find out that they were having a baby. But then as soon as that relationship repairs, I'm I'm cast out again. Um, And it's not anything that he's doing intentionally. I'm sure he doesn't even realise it. But for me, it's just like, okay, I'll just, I'll get back in my box. And and you and and I want him to have a good relationship with his mum, and it's so difficult because um, I hate the thought that he has to have a mum who is not everything that she should be. Um, so I try and step in without overstepping, and it's that tightrope again where I'm not quite sure how far to go. And um, it, I suppose it is coming a little bit easier as they're growing up, but um, but yeah, I don't know that I'll ever feel that I'm in it i suppose yeah I, I, don't, I don't really know yeah no i i won't feel that yeah like like i'm part of it or part of the the whole thing uh, you know, i'll always feel like the outsider uh you know as far as like like the grandkids like my wife like i said my wife always says you're, you're always going to be grandpa to them but i wonder how how 
I don't really know how they think about it. You know, am I just, you know, they just take it as that fact he's grandpa or is it, you know, well, he's not really family grandpa. You know, it's not blood. It's not, you know, I, you know, so again, I don't know how they look at it. I, I, I guess I can't assume, but uh, no, you know, I'll never, never really feel part of the, the whole thing. I'll, I'll always feel like that little, then in the background person outside looking in. Uh, Ken, it reminds me, and I can cut this out if this is something you don't want to talk about, um, but it reminds me of the very first email you sent me. That still sits with me even now. How many years later? I've got no idea, <laughs> but yeah. getting old, so, you know, brain's going. <laughs> but in there where you talked about you went to an event um with your wife and i think one of the one of the kids or maybe two of the kids were there and they've introduced your wife as oh this is this is my mum oh and that's ken yes yes uh, wow and yeah you do remember that that's oh well my, that that sat with because as soon as i read that email i just walked into vicky and went well again just one of those things that re- really hits you yep and um, yeah, I can cut that out, but yeah, it really, for me, it really drove that exclusion and isolation that you must feel. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Uh, fine, Michael. Uh, yeah, that was, it was, I, I believe it may have been the daughter's wedding. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. And introducing, uh, I think it was, yeah, her daughter was introducing her and me to to some family member or something. I don't, I'm, I'm not even sure. I might have been a friend, but yeah. Just, uh, this is my mom, and she has a big smile on her face, you know. And oh, yeah, you know, the whole thing. And then, and, and this is Ken. And I think I wrote in the thing when I said to you, like, well, well who's Ken? Mm. Is he the milkman? Is he just someone she grabbed outside the street and said, hey, you want to go to a wedding? You know, and, yeah. I like, didn't, didn't explain. This is, <laughs> this is my stepfather. This is, you know, something. And I guess I have to give her son some credit because he has done the same thing. He not the same, but introducing me to somebody he said, "This is my mother, and this is my stepfather." You know, he, at least he gave me a classification. You know, which, which you know, of what I, yes, but that's what I am. Uh, mm. Yeah, said so, so just as as Ken, and that 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 is a lot while ago, Michael. That, that I, I said that, it is, yeah. But it it was, believe me, brother, it was impactful. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, it impacted me that that day. <laughs> so much about language, isn't it? And it's kind of almost like a an unconscious bias by children. They didn't realise they're doing it, but actually, I guess when they're little, they wouldn't know, and they're tiny, and language skills are developing, and it's kind of it's not there. But as they get older, they get that difficult bit when they become aware of things and aware of relationships and language and the complexities as to why perhaps they have this other person who's around and trying to puzzle all of that out. And I guess that's kind of where sometimes language and unconscious bias can creep in because they're not sure. And I guess that's kind of where the other person, the the biological parent, if they're still around, can also create that bias by storytelling mm-hmm. as so much wrapped up here in language, isn't there? I mean, like, like just talking about her, her daughter introduced me, you know, I'm just, she, she didn't mean any malice. She wasn't trying to put me down in any way or anything like that. It was just, just, just how the words just came out. No, she didn't think about it probably. No. And just, yeah, without thinking, that's just how the words came out of her mouth. Yeah. yeah. And if you weren't around, either of you weren't around, then, then, doubtless because of all of the the hidden things that you do the things that perhaps they don't realize that you do in providing such structure to their lives they you'd be so very sorely missed but sometimes there was something i read a while ago on social media about how we don't give praise to the people around us until at their funeral you know we should speak to people now <laughs> um, and, and say all the things you want to say to them and, and not just leave it until when they're not there to listen um, and it feels like there's an awful lot of that in 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 our community, but particularly perhaps with step parenting as well. That to give thanks for the essential role that that step parents do, it feels very thankless. 
but actually is incredibly important in the role of, of what you do for your stepchildren. It's epic and your step-grandchildren too. That's such an interesting point, Bernice. My, um, my dad died uh, just over a year ago and I, I grew up with both my biological parents and so mum and dad were married, etc. Um, but they both had previous families so all of my siblings are half um dad had a couple of children mum had a couple of children and so all of my siblings understood the step part of that relationship I never did um, and it wasn't until I became a step parent myself that I really started to see it in their eyes and now I look at my mum and and the way she behaved when we were younger and I look at my dad and I just think wow you you had all of this and you took it on and you ran with it and um so like my sister's children would call my dad grandpa even though he wasn't biologically and it's just this whole other world that as a child I didn't see it at all I was completely oblivious but as soon as I became that person myself I started to see and and interestingly I started to see the things I didn't want to be um so there's some difficult relationships in my family on my mum's side and my mum as a step parent and I just feel so strongly that I don't want to make the same mistakes um but it, it's impossible because you just don't know what's coming you don't know what's coming from your left right and it, it it can just be all over the place um but yeah I think um when my dad died uh there was a lot of the, the step part of that became very very stark um and the way the children responded to his death was very different depending on whether they were his children or his stepchildren um and that that scares me because I feel like is that going to be me am I just going to be forgotten because I'm not the mum one day when I'm gone um is my existence just gonna just gonna be forgotten um yeah it's difficult yeah yeah that, that's true I, I... I, I thought, yeah, like you just said, just then, am I going to be forgotten? You know, and uh, I, I felt the same thing for, for me about me. I, I feel well, you know, their mother, of course, there's, there's going to be all kinds of, of, of memories and up times, bad times, you know, with them, but it's their mother. I mean, Jesus, you know, not much more you can say than that. And, but uh, yeah, me, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I know. <clears throat> I know. Sometimes step parents do make a, a great influence on 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 the stepchildren's lives, and and I, I think it was her son's uh, wife uh, had a stepfather, and who she loved the guy, and her father, her biological father, she couldn't give two cents for. She she. Didn't want to ever hear from the guy again. I don't know all the details, but but she loved her stepfather and and, and I'd met him too. And he was he was a great guy, a funny guy. You hear about that a lot, don't you? Where the um and particularly when it's a stepfather who's kind of stepped in in the very early part of the child's life and they've come along and they get to be dad. Um, and so that child then sees that person as their dad. But I don't know that I think the, the when it's a woman, it's completely different because even if my um, if, if the kid's bio mum wasn't around, I don't think I could ever slip into that that position of being the mum because there's a, a different societal expectation of it. Um, and, you know, the, the idea that a mum wouldn't be around for her children is absolutely horrifying to many people. Mm. But when you think about a dad who's just sort of done a runner or whatever, that is accepted by society. They go, OK, yeah, that men do that and it's fine because this other person's just stepped in and become dad. But a woman can't do that. Um, and I don't know that I'd want to, to be honest, because that, that just brings a whole another level of, of pain and what have you. Um, yeah, I'm not sure, sure what my point was there. Sorry, I went off on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? There is that, you're quite rightly, so there is that kind of difference, I think, between genders as well stepfather stepmother um but also i think what the biological parent is society says that they're able to do or not able to do what's acceptable as well and where those roles it's yeah we have to stay in our lane that's something that yeah I came exactly a lot. yeah stay yeah. in the lane yeah you're right yeah this is what what we expect you to do but actually what's we said we said this so many times on the podcast that we what's normal anyway mm -hmm. you know if you think about have we 
we have to sort of reset that word family you know by talking we are resetting the word and changing the landscape but you know like to with this episode taking this out and saying okay well mother's day doesn't look like this for for, for a lot of people an awful lot of people and actually it doesn't look the same you know from the point of view again as you say Ken you know Mother's Day impacts on the family around it impacts on you too it doesn't just you know happen to the mother it's the one telling thing that that I've taken from this is you've both mentioned separately how your partner's reactions are to certain things with their children and how you feel you can't give that same sense of joy because of childlessness and that exclusion too it's it's it is an absolute minefield isn't it all of this this language and I was gonna say I mean how do you stay in your lane when it's not defined yeah there's no rules here are there the, no what, there's no manual but somehow you have to carry the weight of rules or expectations that nobody's really created for you or mm. your all the children in all of this as well i mean crikey yeah it, 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 like you, yeah, you talk about mother's day and stuff you know mother's day and father's day are two big mm. holidays for us and unfortunately that but with me, M- M- Mother's Day is, is 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 a worse experience than the Father's Day, because on Mother's Day, that's when they they they'll call her or when they'll come over and bring a gift and things, and you know, you know, there's more of a big deal made out of it than uh, than uh, uh, of course with me on Father's Day. Uh, uh, the, the, on Father's Day, that I usually never hear from the, the daughter. Uh, the son tries. I, I admit he does. He'll he'll text me, uh, uh, "Happy Father's Day," and he has. I think it was two years ago. He came over with a card. It was last year with with a card and everything. I was saying, you know, he, uh, 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 where he called me, you know, happy uh, uh, his father and stuff. But uh, the. Uh, I think Mother's Day is probably worse for me than Father's Day, actually. Sometimes I think on Mother's Day, I feel a little bit like, well, they're going to go and see their mum. So actually, maybe I can have a bit of respite. I can have a bit of peace um, because I know that I'm not going to have to acknowledge the day even. I can just go off into my little bubble and not worry about it because I know that they're with their mum and that's the priority um but then occasionally they'll turn up here and and have a card or a box of chocolates for me and it, I just find it excruciating because I don't know how to respond to that um I'm equally over the moon I'm like I'm so happy that they thought of me and, I'm, and I feel really grateful for that but also it's just a big fat slap in the face and a reminder that I was a secondary consideration and that's how it should be um and it's just all those emotions that just swirl around all the time because, like you said, it was late later on in the day when they would. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like you feel like you were yeah a secondary or or the last thought. Well, mm-hmm. you know, well we better go do something or say something to 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 her. To, yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that. It felt the same way. Yeah, like. Yeah, uh, on 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 like oh, well on Father's Day yeah I know they're gonna go see their their father of course and things like that and then. Like you, like you say, you'll get the maybe eight o'clock at night a text. You know, <laughs> gee, thanks for thinking of me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you do feel like you, yeah. You know. But you don't want to seem ungrateful because it is a very sweet thing to do if they do turn up later on at night. So yeah, it's, you have to put on the the face, the smile, and you say <laughs> thank you, and you give them a hug and. And then just go and yes. cry. <laughs> right. And yeah, inside you're crying. <laughs> yep. Thank you so very, very much. Just thank you for for your heartfelt honesty in talking about this. I'm sure it must be bringing out lots of emotions for you both this morning and joining us here. But just it's so educational and so informative and I feel like I have learned so much in the hour we've been together I I can't thank you enough for that and I know that you know obviously you're conscious you've got your family 
around you as well and they're there and that's obviously difficult to talk about but I feel keep them safe too so thank you just very honored that you've done that for us today um, one thing that was amazing for me today which I really appreciate was talking to another step parent and yes I and, agree. you know <laughs> listening to that I, I I thought that was terrific I've never I've never that never happened you know and and it, it was nice it's, it's to talk to somebody that you, you know understands what you're thinking and feeling and and you understand understand them you know they're they're, they're difficulties that are outside some of the other childless people's uh feelings and things you know yeah stay in touch both of you with each other i you enjoyed can. that we, we do have that quite often. We have lots of our guests who have never met each other before. We bring them together on the podcast and they stay in touch. And that it's it's lovely. We feel like we're like a little friendship bank um, or something. I actually think friendship. that's such an important point. You know, the fact that we've been asked about this topic yeah. so often suggests that there's a real need for it out there to kind of, I guess, normalise your experiences. Because as you say, it's kind of, it sounds quite, I'll be honest, it sounds quite lonely because it is it's such an unusual I say it's unusual but it's it's kind of you're not you're not in this camp you're not in this camp you've got a foot in both which where, where do I sit yeah and then right. you're feeling unbalanced just in general mm. because you can't quite settle anywhere and I think for me what's important what, what, the reason I wanted to do this podcast so much is because I mean five six years ago I wouldn't have been able to sit here and talk the way I have done but now I'm sort of 10 years into being a step parent and actually I look back at where I was 10 years ago and there are so many people coming into it at that point and I just want them to know that it does actually get better and everyone says it's going to get better and the kids the kids will see what's going on and maybe they will maybe they won't but actually what what will get better is you'll find it easier to navigate you'll figure it out and you'll get to a point where it doesn't feel like your heart's being ripped out every five minutes and that that for me is what yeah. was important to get across yeah but having people around you to have a conversation and to meet other step parents would probably be a huge yeah. important part of that and that's something that we three perhaps need to go away or well, not perhaps we will go away and think about because it feels like there's a gap somewhere that perhaps we could facilitate for you where we could provide that form of communication or network or something and definitely we will definitely think seriously about what we can do to provide somewhere for that because it it, it matters so much that there is we're bringing together and you've got someone to talk to because yeah like Sarah says it sounds incredibly lonely and that's not right it's all about having a conversation if full stop can help then we will yeah Thank you both. Really genuinely heartfelt thank you. It's 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 been a real eye opener for me. So thank you. Yeah, and just lovely oh, yeah, to see I you enjoy. both again. It's just been it's so lovely. Ken, we haven't spoken for so long. Lisa, you've been on my mind so often. Um yeah, I just it's just lovely to have you, Annie. It really is. It's just such thank a long you. time. It's been nice to be back. Even though my voice is struggling a little bit now, I'm going to have to go and drink. Yeah, it could be, yeah. But you, you sounded very, very dulcet and and, and good. <laughs> no, the th I'd like to just say I'd like to just uh, repeat what the, you know the two Berenice and Sarah have just said, and thank you, thank you for your courage, Ken. You know we've to spoken in the past. I know this is difficult for you, so thank you for for being here today, and and thank you both for yeah, really giving us that. I'm going to call it a slap in the face in terms of what it's like to be a step parent because I never thought, I never imagined some of the things you've said today. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. I, I, I enjoyed the conversation. I really did. And, and seeing all you guys again, uh, it, yeah, it's been a, it's been a while. Yeah. And, 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 and the, the, the other thing I appreciate so much is that right now we're, we're, we're talking from, opposite sides of the world basically you know you know i mean well i got the uk in the middle and then i'm i'm you know i'm i'm in the, the east side michael he's got he's literally on the other side of the world for me uh it's we get amazing very excited about this too ken we get quite like oh it's, it's cross-continent it, it makes yeah, it yeah. very exciting yeah. I have to say, it feels like it's it's the power of a podcast and it's the power of the and gosh, it's just amazing and wonderful. I I love it. We all love it very much. Yeah. I I, I always get it. Yeah, it always hits me how 
God, I, 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 I've, I've talked to people, yeah, from, from Australia, from the UK, from Africa, and, and uh, all over the world. Yeah. And <laughs> often amazing. we find that we're really good friends as well. So my, my husband will go out with his mates and they go off down the pub or something. He's just like, we don't really see your friends. And I, I do, but they're just in different countries. <laughs> you know, like, they're there. I know they're there and we chat often. But, you know, well, Sarah, to be fair, and you're not, but, you know. Thanks for listening. We hope you found Ken and Lisa's conversation as touchingly honest as we did. We'd love to hear from you if you were equally affected by Ken and Lisa's stories. If you'd like to find out more about our podcast or you have a great idea for a topic we've not covered, or you just want more of something, we'd love to hear from you. We want this podcast to have as many voices from across our community as possible. So if something's missing or you just want a deeper dive on it, let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. And we have a YouTube channel now too, along with our own website at www.thefullstoppod.com. You can sign up to our listeners list at the website, which keeps you up to date on what we're up to. And if you'd like to, you can also donate to our work too. But as ever, as Michael always says, you're not alone.